I've got bumps. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 281 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast about video games and Kevin's untimely death <laughs> due to the flu. <laughs> If, what, if, what makes it untimely? Like, what, what is a timely death? Like, like April 14th? <laughs> like, if you okay. if you get hit by a train and the train has arrived at the station at just the right time. Oh, yeah. If you, get, uh, if you get hit by a train under Mussolini. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like, the train I has to be, the Mussolini has to be riding on top of the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Punching punch, punch a guy. Yep. Yep. That was that was how September 11th happened. Mussolini just rode on top of a train, <laughs> waving waving his cowboy hat back and forth. And that train crashed right into those two buildings. Yeah, it, it was a really long train. That's how it was able to crash into both of them. Right, right. At once. Well, was it drifting? Train fuel can melt steel beams. <laughs> Coal, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how they make steel. Oh, I don't know. There's, you use one coal, coal and one iron. And steel. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have them. <laughs> do, do, do they make prison steel in the toilet? <laughs> Strain it through a sock. <laughs> yeah, it's the best way to make your own shiv. Right. <laughs> Just to make a, a full-featured Bowie knife. Bowie? Bowie? Uh, I don't know. Uh, mm. David Bowie Isn't that knife. the thing that floats out in the water? Yeah. Okay. Yep. You you take one of those. You sharpen it. It's really big. It's hard to smuggle into prison. You need a really big ass. Um, do you think they have prisons that are combination prisons and fat camps? Oh. Oh. Huh. You know, like you voluntarily sign up to go to prison and right. get or, that well, excess weight beaten out of you. Or or like your your manager signs you up for prison. You need to lose some weight because you're a rock star or like a model or something. If you went to prison and they let you have like a guitar and the internet, you'd, you'd, yeah. you'd become a pretty good guitarist. You'd have no choice. Mm-hmm. And that's what we ought to do. We ought to just decide. We ought to do some aptitude testing whenever a kid reaches a, a, the age at which aptitudes would show. And, and whatever what they're good at, they just put them, send them to prison for that. Oh, okay. I, I think you have sure. to take the internet part out because... If I had just a guitar on the internet, I'd definitely spend all day on Reddit. Well, you have to, you, you, you like curate the internet. It's just like guitar, Only guitar tab sites. Yeah. Would you not get bored? Yeah, all your tabs are guitar sites. Uh, I mean, you I'm, get bored sometimes now. Yeah, that's true. You're not always on Reddit. I'm not always on But you on are Reddit. always in prison. I, the prison of, <laughs> the prison of my own mind. You don't think of your body as a prison for your mind? Do you think of your mind as a prison? Is a pr- is the mind the prison of the self and the body the prison of the mind? Mm. Sure, <laughs> yeah. The, the and, body is and this the old refrigerator, the, the prison. This old refrigerator, the prison of the body. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Is your heart like in the prison of your rib cage? Oh yeah, definitely. It's yeah, got that's that why they little tin cup to rattle on your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it does it with a regular. Rhythm. Unlike most of these metaphors, it, the ribs are actually bar-like, uh-huh. so it kind of works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're yeah, and your brain is in solitary though. confinement. Mm-hmm. That's why the skull is called the hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Ah, guys, we've we've cracked it. (laughs) We've cracked the skull like an egg. That's that's probably a bad. I every once in a while, my heart like sticks a shard of mirror out 
uh, <laughs> through my ribs so that it can see perpendicular to where oh, I'm I thought facing. it was like trying to stab you like a shiv. Oh, stab that the rest of you. Yeah, it's dual purpose. Yeah, it's got to kind of watch out for that though, because if it it's like really only fucking itself if it if it hits a hits a serious vessel. Mm. Huh. I mean, but don't you think that it it just wants to end its own? Oh, probably. Existence. Yeah, it knows it can't serve. It, it yeah. knows it could never adjust to life on the outside <laughs> right. again. That's so. that's that's why when you were born, they took away your heart's belt and shoelaces. <laughs> that's, is that what the umbilical cord is? That's oh the, yeah, that's exactly. what they haul off. Yes. It's just oh, it's a belt it with fit. some shoelaces around the outside of it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a uh, lot of umbilical cord talk on the podcasts lately. <laughs> Not this one so much. Uh, Jim. Do you have any umbilical cord related stories to share? Um, uh, no, unfortunately, I'm trying to think of like how I could work that into my. So I, I, um, I'm doing more synthesizer work as a day job, kind of a thing. Are you synthesizing stem cells using umbilical cord? There blood? we go. All right, good. And my MIDI CC controller n- control panel. Oh, and it's that's like the different like gene expressions that you want. You like uh, sure, the hair yeah. colors on mm. one dial. Gene and- expressions was my favorite. Duh. Member Favorite of member Kiss. of Kiss, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> member of Ween. Um, I uh... it's Riff's favorite salad dressing too. Oh, that's oh. true. <clears throat> Garlic expectations. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so I got this device. Uh, and it's a just a jumble of letters. I think it's the Akai LPD8. Uh, Japanese is not just a jumble of letters, Jim. <laughs> it probably stands for something, um, but I don't know what it is. And it's, uh, I basically got it to be just here's eight knobs that I can use to tweak, uh, various, you know, synthesizer constants. And it's way better. It's a way better workflow than like editing numbers in a text file and restarting. What does it look like? Do you just, is it like just playing a tone the entire time and you're just adjusting like a sound shader? I'm working on Imitone, which is a uh, program that I believe you can buy now, actually. So it's available in some form um, that uh, listens to you singing and generates a MIDI sequence out of that. Um, and um, I'm working on an internal synthesizer for that project. Um, and so what it actually looks like is me uh, humming very quietly into a microphone. So you're actually providing the input yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> and listening to the output at the same time? Yeah. Wow. Does that not That's fuck why I'm humming really up? quietly. Okay. Why not make a little recording of you humming? That's a good idea. That would mm. make it way easier. And then loop that or whatever. Yeah, loop it over that that uh, YouTube video of that. Uh, the washing machine. That, yeah, the malfunction. Clothes dryer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that we was should, super uh, good. Do, <laughs> I like, like listened to that on a loop for several to... times. Yeah, it was just it's just regular enough that yeah. I'll have to yeah. put it in the show notes. It's, it's, yeah. It was like it's super regular, but then it'll like drop a beat or add another couple beats or yeah or stutter but it goes yeah, back like a, to the same rhythm oh it was really good if someone put also, some real dirty synth over that that'd be super good yeah we we recently talked about like washing machines destroying themselves mm-hmm. or dryers or whatever destroying themselves yeah. yeah they get an umbilical cord wrapped up in the works <laughs> every time they go back in time and so you so then you tweak the knobs themselves. and you listen to your own hums turned into like uh, fat uh, beats flugelhorn uh, I, I, or whatever. I'm, it's, I'm doing like you know the sort of sound you would get out of a, a 
a monophonic synthesizer in the 70s. Okay. Um, so just like a square wave? F- filtered square waves sometimes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a sawtooth? Sure. Some of those too. Sure. I do have some white noise in there sometimes. You get attacked by a sawtooth. Okay, so there's a sawtooth and there's the sawtooth shark. Uh-huh. There's the white noise and there's the there's white the, shark. The, the, the pulse oh. shark. The great white shark. There's a pulse shark. Is there yeah. a square shark? There's a sign shark. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there a street wave? <laughs> a street wave shark? Can you make a new wave? Oh, I, I do there's it all a the new time. shark. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's new sharks yeah, every day. A new one every I'm, minute. I'm making new waves no, as I speak. There's nothing new under the sun, but sharks are under the sea. <laughs> uh, um, one of the things that you can also do with these MIDI controllers is I've seen people like do things like um, tweak shader parameters in real time. Yeah, Ben Burbank at Campo Santo is the one who sort of spawned this idea in the first place, right? Did he actually invent that idea? Oh, I don't In your head, he did. Yeah, he was the first person I saw do it. I also saw um, Bennett Foddy doing it with uh, like physics constants and that sort of thing. So. When he was working on the the iOS port of Quop or what have you, um, just tweaking the physics constants with the knobs in real time, and it's that's not something I have done, but I am looking forward to the next time I have physics constants to tweak. You could I, just make something that involved physics constants. Right. Could yeah. you just plug it into reality and uh, tweak a con- like universal constants? It's mm. it's already plugged into reality, so I think I need drivers or something. Mm. Like okay. that Stephen King it's short story, not, Word Processor listening. of the Gods. I, I didn't read that one. He can make things true just by typing them. Okay, I think I saw that in a movie, too. It's probably based on Stephen King's Word Processor of the Gods. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Do you think that you spend enough time writing that all of your stories just become about how you are a god <clears throat> and by writing you are creating I don't know universes. he started out writing a lot of stories about writing and writers okay yeah you write what you know mm-hmm. which is weird when he started out that yeah, way because he wasn't say, a writer until he started oh he was always start, a writer does everybody have to start writing about he went to like, prison for it <laughs> <laughs> being, a, being a kid and growing that's up that's how he got good at it yeah he had the internet and a typewriter. <laughs> yep. That was it. He had really early access to the internet, so there was hardly anything on it. Right. It was just like nuclear launch codes and some, stuff. like, DARPA emails. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> if you go back far enough in the Wayback Machine, you get, the, you get really old nuclear launch codes. Yeah. <laughs> They're inert now. Okay. The half-life of those codes is not very long. Okay. You get the original source code to half-life. Okay. Does the Wayback Machine uh, have a setting to go forward? The way oh, forward? man, that's a, that's a good creepypasta. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, since the last time we recorded an episode, I finished uh, one book, and I started reading another book. Oh, wow. I finished... Uh, I'm well, amazed see, with how much that only, read. That only means that I managed to read two words in one week, because I might have been like <laughs> on the next-to-last word of the last book and... That is, that that is would, the reductive case. That would yes. take some yeah. real self-control to stop at the penultimate word. If you if you read that, yeah, that would if be If you're impressive. a bookworm and you tunnel through from the last... Oh, yeah, book. from the last volume of the encyclopedia to... Yeah, good brain yeah. teaser. Yeah. Uh, if you read the title of the book, does that count? Hmm. As reading a word of the new book? Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. Can you go to the bookstore and just look around and say, Ah, oh, I just read like 4,000 books. You started them. Yeah. <laughs> I finished... You uh, the judge 4,000 books. John, it's true. <laughs> uh, the John Darnielle book, uh, Universal Harvester. He's the mountain goats guy that wrote oh. Wolf in White Van. This is his second novel, and it's uh, it's pretty good. You you 
starts out, you think it might be a horror movie. I mean, a horror <laughs> book. And then it kind of is or isn't. And you don't know yet. Well, no, I know. You don't. Okay. Uh, but it's good. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it, it captures in, the, in the, a similar way to Night in the Woods, uh, which we'll talk about later. It captures kind of farm town feeling. Because um, I think John Darnielle is a few years older than us, but he grew up in a very similar environment to me, at least. Not, not On a guys, farm. But yeah, or, or just in a sort of rural, like, Midwest town. Uh, and I started reading uh, Yahtzee Croshaw's new book, which was sort of compared favorably to uh, like Hitchhiker's Guide kind of thing. It's oh, very hmm. silly. It's it's a very silly space adventure. I forget what it's called. I think it's, yeah, it's a real will save title. the will save the galaxy for food. That sounds right. Uh, Have you read any of his others? Yeah, I read Mog World, which I liked a lot, and then I read about half of Jam and just kind of wandered off. Hmm. I should. Uh... I've been meaning to pick those up, but I haven't got around to it. And I just picked up a giant friggin' Humble Bundle for like 15 uh, <coughs> Warhammer 40k novels, so God knows if I'm oh, ever going to get around to it. Aren't those all like a million pages long? They're pretty thick, yeah. It's like a James Mitch- James Michener's Warhammer. <laughs> James Clavell's Yeah, kind of. They are very, uh, sort of the modern war book. Eight Tom Clancy books's Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mogworld, I think that you would like. And yeah. actually, Kevin, you would too. It's yeah, sort of a. Told me. It's from the perspective of basically a World of Warcraft NPC who becomes self aware. It's got. So, Sphere by Michael Crichton kind of had this too, where it's broken up in such a way where you get some story stuff and then you get some like emails or whatever like the way that sphere was there was a lot of there was a lot of like exposition of the plot happening and then there were a lot of just conversations that were happening with the entity that they discovered on a sort of a computer screen and switching back and forth between those two discrete modes just makes things read faster (laughs) to me in a way that i don't really i don't really understand why (laughs) uh maybe we'll talk about that in night of the woods too because the like occasional just like modal shift into some kind of a mini game or some kind of weird interaction thing does a tremendous amount for the pacing of a thing that I think would otherwise be pretty boring. Mm. Um, That's true. Yeah. Mixing it up every now and then is important in just about every medium. I feel like I also watch two movies, two books, two movies. Wow. I listened to two albums to play two Um, video games. I did. (laughs) Actually, yes, that's exactly. Uh, I watched uh, MacGruber. Uh, have you had you not seen that? No, before? I had never wow. seen it. That's a, uh, a classic at this point. It, yeah, it's weird. How, how old is that? Five or six years? Yeah, five or six that, years. That, I didn't know they made a whole movie. <clears throat> yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's, yeah. It, okay, like, that, that explains, like, a little bit. I, I always thought, like, McPixel was a really, like, oh, well, that's yeah. a weird deep cut. From like what, however long ago that sketch was, and I guess he really liked that sketch. Maybe he saw the movie. Yeah, so it's the movie is basically like an hour and a half long episode of Archer in terms of like the way that it's written and the and the like sort of I don't know kind of gag that it makes, which is weird in a movie, and I can see why yeah. it wasn't successful. Like <clears throat> it's got a lot of that just absurdity that if it hits, you get Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and if it doesn't, you get. 
I don't know what's a really not funny movie that MacGruber that tries to be. I mean, I liked MacGruber. It's weirdly like, even for just being a few years old, it's weird. It's weirdly it, like, dated. It's what? It was. It's weirdly dated. It's weirdly dated, like partly because there's a bunch of jokes that basically amount to like, uh, a gay guy. Ooh, I'm leaving. Oh yeah. Like, it's like that's not. That doesn't seem like a thing that like Saturday Night Live even would have done like six or seven years ago. Mm. It's just I don't know. It stands out as weird as the like oh uh, ooh gross uh, that stripper is a transvestite or is transsexual. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, dude where's my car? Which was just really like ah uh, uh, man that actually because I've become such a cuck SJW uh, <laughs> makes that kind of hard to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've been cucked by Ashton Cucker. Yeah, that's, that, well, that's why I haven't watched the Dave Chappelle show stuff I on said Netflix. Dave, I watched about a half hour of that, and I was like, you know, I really don't want to watch any of this anymore because it's not new funny at all. Oh, okay. It's just depressing <laughs> that, like, wow, this guy was talented until he stopped working for 10 years and just, like, hid somewhere because he was freaked out, and now he's bad at his job. <laughs> that was my take home from the Dave Chappelle. So if you don't work wow. for 10,000 hours, you lose. Yeah, if you don't work for 10,000 hours, <laughs> all of your expertise goes away. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then last night we went and saw uh, 20th Century Women at the oh, yeah. at the uh, the the Alamo. Castro Theater. No, I missed it when it came through the Alamo, but uh, it's real good. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's a really good movie. Uh, what else has that director, Mike Mills, done? Oh, he was the bass player in R.E.M. for 20 years. No, it was a different Mike Mills. Was Mike Mills the ones that did um, Black Snake Moan in them? Or is that, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know. This is the segment I like to call Ask Kevin a Thing I Should Be Asking IMDb. <laughs> what, what, you must have consumed some media while you were sick in bed. <clears throat> I've watched a bunch of bad movies. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the worst one? The worst one? I've kind of put them all out of my... Uh, they like went in one... Eye and out the other. Yeah, that that like a laser wow. beam. Yeah, gross. Uh, wait, <laughs> I uh, well, I mean, in one ear, out the other also doesn't make okay. any sense. Well, right? yeah, but at least so, yeah, a but a line. laser beam could do that. I guess if you were standing in front of a mirror. Yeah, well, I've got a mirror like in my brain. Mir- you need a mirror, set. two mirrors, <clears throat> two mirrors. Well, yeah, yeah. a mirror that's or folded like in a, half, or like a curved a, mirror, like a satellite dish. Uh, I so they bounced off the back of your skull. I saw Brooklyn, which was pretty good. It's about a like a 1950s Irish girl who comes to America, uh, which was cool. And then um, I saw uh, Leave It, <clears throat> no, Keeping Up with the Joneses, which is like a Zach Galifianakis sort of comedy suburban thing, uh, which was okay. It was it was fine. Um, Have you watched his uh, that Netflix special, the Zach Galifianakis Live at the Purple Onion? No. It is, like, transcendently funny. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's really, really good. I would write that down, but I have nothing to write with. I have no mouth. Put it in the show notes. I will. And then send Kevin a link to the show notes. I I always do. No. No, I don't. I I see him. (laughs) I know you do. You know what I forget to do sometimes is post the assignment, and you always you always pick up the slack. Uh, yeah. In the slack. Yeah. Wearing slacks. 
<clears throat> and uh, joining the Church of the Subgenius. <laughs> I was trying to figure that one out. I, yeah. I watched. Uh, so that's a, sort of a solve for the joke. Yeah. For Jack, the listeners. Jack Reacher never go back. <laughs> is which is I think a sequel to a movie called Jack Reacher. Is that a, like I actually really like Jack Reacher. That's so, the thing your mom is really into, right? I the Jack guess, Reacher books. I don't. I guess. Yeah. Oh, hey, maybe that's where I had heard it before. Uh, so he's he's a he's an ex MP military police guy and he solves crimes. <laughs> this sounds great so far. Um and it was fine I mean it was fine. It's it's just an action movie. It's it's a Tom Cruise action movie. And it's fine. Um it's not as good as like a Jason Bourne thing. It's just a weird frame story. Like the whole like I was a military police, but now I'm not a military police. But yet I'm still doing all these military police things. Now the, you're independent the, military police. Yeah, because the, the military was too had, was had too many rules. And now he's going to break some rules. He's like a private military contractor he's police. Not even doing like he's not even doing it for money. He's just like traveling around the country, just like finding bad guys. Wait, just for fun? I think so. Yeah. How, how does he How does he buy his I soap and razor blades <laughs> that, and soup and stuff? That is never explained. Well, I think like does he just grow a beard throughout the entire? Whenever oh. somebody does something weird like that a lot for a long time, they're just uh, they're just independently wealthy. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah, but where does the independent wealth come from? Well, maybe maybe the bad guys. Maybe he's just taking the bad guys' wallets when he's oh. done. Oh, there okay. you go. Mm. Yeah, bad guys, bad guys have, have like really, fat, yeah, really expensive bags. wallets that you can pawn. Yeah, like maybe there's a, maybe. Oh, I forgot the word for this. What do you call it when a rich person gives you money? Uh, like a patronage. Patreon? Like he's it. <laughs> he has a patron. Yeah, yeah. He has a MP, independent MP patron. What do you suppose his patron is named? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise is sending the money to Jack Reacher. Oh wow! Oh, that is so oh wow! Yeah. Do, do you think? The, I mean, does Tom Cruise have an executive producer credit on the movie? He does. So he's probably just funding the entire thing. So in a very real way, yeah. Tom Cruise's patronage is what is allowing Jack Reacher to exist Whoa. in our hearts and minds and imaginations. This is turning into some Grant Morrison shit. And then, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I saw uh, Inferno, which is the new like Dan Brown, Tom Hanks movie. Oh, because it's about like the devil and hell. Yep. Okay. So bad. It's so bad. I've never seen or any read of any things. of them. Yeah. So Da Vinci Code is a bad book, but is entertaining in like a page turner, right? Uh, I don't, I think I might've read Angels and Demons, but then I haven't read any of the other ones, but I've seen, I've seen those three movies. I've seen Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and now Inferno. Yeah. My understanding and, is that if you've uh, read any of them, you've read all of them because they're exactly yeah, they're, they're the just same a, plot. They're just the same thing. Yeah. This one, w this one didn't have as much, uh, like church involvement, and it was much more just like uh, art history puzzle things. But even that was pretty thin. And the the overarching, the like <clears throat> fundamental tenet of the plot was so dumb that I just couldn't, I couldn't buy it, and it just ruined the whole movie for me. Just, just spoil it. Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert for Inferno. Inferno. So. The 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 fundamental sort of underpinnings of this movie are is that a billionaire has created a virus designed to to wipe out half of the population of the Earth. Which and half doesn't matter. He oh. doesn't care. It sorts by income. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of just like 
releasing the virus to do what he's trying to do, he like puts it he puts it in a plastic bag <laughs> underwater. And <laughs> so it's so in this concert hall <laughs> designed to go off at this specific time. Like to explode and like aerosolize or whatever. Oh, is this to infect a particular like, he wants it to be like poetic that it's a certain a certain time I, during the concert? I don't I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like he really likes that high F. <laughs> Yeah, it's wired to it's wired to go off when Bugs Bunny hits the one note at the end of that one <laughs> yeah. passage of music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only person who gets the disease is Yosemite <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I think I still have that clip from the last time I edited this in, so that the <laughs> listeners would know what we were talking about. <laughs> I guess we all were just raised on like um, Looney Tunes, syndicated yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I certainly saw a bunch of it. Oh God, yeah. How old did you have to be to like have seen it in the original airing? Well, the original airing was in movie theaters. I think was yeah. it? I think so. Yeah, huh. yeah. I guess it does have that movie tunnel logo. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <clears throat> you could do that on the TV, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. I don't actually know. I don't know within within 10 years when I mean, I know that a lot of those guys were still alive up until 10 or 20 years ago, at least. Yeah. But they they made fun of Nazis every now and then. Right. So it's got to be. Yeah, 50s. they they contributed to the war effort in that way. I believe there is a, a really good. Um, what's that YouTube channel? I think it's every frame a picture. There is mm-hmm. one about oh, yeah, yeah. there is one about Chuck Jones and and sort of how his style and and how he how he made the jokes work kind of evolved through his career. It was really interesting. Mm. You know, Chuck Jones was uh, David Bowie's son. I thought that was Marilyn Manson. <laughs> You're thinking it was Marilyn Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was Manfred Man. Isn't that the guy with uh, the like sixty three folders thing? Yep. Oh no! Wait, I'm thinking of that wizard with the sword and the stone. <laughs> oh, riff. <laughs> that yeah, was a, that uh, was a good thread. No, wasn't that the guy who played uh, Tony Soprano? That was I was going for like a Gandalf, Gandolfini. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, no, yeah it was, okay. nope. I crashed it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, babe. It's, I had to crash that. It's good in theory. I like. <laughs> okay, uh, Jim. Hi. What terrible movies have you seen in the past week? Uh, I already did my my I, thing. I talked about the Akai LPD8. Okay. I think. What about you, Riff? Uh, I didn't watch any terrible movies, but I read some really good comic books. What were they? I read the uh, the original. Um, uh, 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 give me a second to think of his name. Alan Moore, the original Alan Moore run of Swamp Thing. Oh, those are good. Yeah, super good. I, I kind of kicking myself for taking so long to get around to it. It's like four trades, right? 
Yeah, it's like it's five or 30, six. I think it's like thirty yeah. floppy issues. So yeah, okay. something like that. Five and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's weird. They were square. I got 30 format, floppy issues, so. but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> I mean, issues are kind of like problems. You know? okay. Yeah. But yeah, I was, they're uh, so good. Yeah. Jesus super, Christ. Like, that horror that, suspenseful. I wasn't, ex- I don't, I guess I had like associated them in my mind with like superhero stuff, which I'm not into, but it's totally not that. The like page, I think it's in one of the first. It's in the first trade, I think, where there's a page where a scene plays out in the meter of a Burma shave. Uh, oh yeah, ad, yeah. and it the the punctuation on it is just like a car crashing through a Burma shave sign. <laughs> it ah uh, God, so fucking good. Somebody, I want to say Chris Jones, who's a, did you know that he's David Bowie's son? I did. <laughs> uh, gave me the first one of those. At a Comic Con one year, oh. and I, I read it, and it was so good that I ordered all the rest of them, and then never got around to reading them. So, are you guys talking about what was it, Swamp? Thing? Swamp Thing, yeah. There was just a really good run of Swamp yeah. Thing in the like eighties, like late eighties. I think so. Yeah, it was like issue twenty through fifty one or something like that. <clears throat> did they're not read, at all like uh, superhero Watchmen? Comics, which is what riff. Uh, did Did you say did I read Watchmen? Yeah. Yes. I also okay. I also saw the movie. The, the <clears throat> movie was alright. Yeah, Watchmen is super good. Um, a lot of a lot of um, Alan Moore stuff is pretty good. Although well, I was just going to say that e- even the even the superhero stuff wasn't very superhero. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there is a little bit of good. superhero stuff at the end of that run of Swamp Thing, but that's because it was. Um, it was the Part same of a t- continuity. Yeah, it was like DC did one of their big universes in danger things, and so I guess he had to do a couple issues of the Swamp <laughs> okay. Things role in that whole thing. Suddenly, I'm way less interested in this. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's no more the, it's the, no more intrusive than the, like the, when the Sandman occasionally runs into right, like other exactly. like superheroes from that continuity that he existed in. It's still like same continuity. It's still fine. Actually. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, is it? Yeah. Huh. Uh, the. Um, it's also the first the, the that run of uh, Swamp Thing was the introduction of the John Constantine character, who is the who, uh-huh. who did the who or who did who who was in the Hellblazer series. And that was really good. If if you like um, if you like Swamp Thing, then uh, certainly the early at least the early run of Hellblazer is worth picking up as well because it's very similar kind of thing. Is that that's the jacket that Hellboy wore, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, when he when he went to a wedding, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went kind of down a Wikipedia hole last night because we watched Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. uh, which is a great movie, by the way. I, I I this was the second time I see uh, seen it, and it was it was really funny and good. Doesn't the sequel come out in like a week? Soon, yeah. Uh. Um, and I decided I was like, well, who is the most powerful creature in the Marvel universe? And apparently. There was a period where Thanos uh, constructs a, a glove out of the six Infinity Gems, and right. gives him it gives him uh, perfect knowledge. And while he's wearing that or whatever, he like ranks all of the beings in the Marvel universe. And uh, <laughs> do you just do like a web page? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And so apparently, uh, there are some like abstract concepts. That are like personified, and I, I had like I, I have not read enough Marvel comics to know some of this shit. But like, order and chaos are like personified beings in the mm. Marvel 
multiverse or whatever. And uh, above them is the like is just like the the feel the the feeling of uh, that permeates everybody kind of thing. And that's somehow the like. I do I don't know. <laughs> Stuff gets really stupid. I think when yeah. they like when they like try to like top the their like some of the structures. Yeah, some of that like I've heard the Infinity Gauntlet, I guess series or story arc was was pretty interesting. But they also did was it um oh or was that a DC thing? I think it was Marvel or the that whole New Gods and Apocalypse stuff. That was that was some super weird stuff. Oh no, that must be DC because some of that was in Sandman. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, some was of the, Swamp Thing a DC comic? Yes. So does that mean that he could have hung out with Superman? Uh, there is an issue of of uh, Alan Moore Swamp Thing where Superman is dying because he gets hit by some by there is like a meteorite with some fungus from Krypton on it that infected his blood. <laughs> And he's like in hallucinating and crashes into the swamp. Okay. If we've learned anything from this conversation, it's that comic books are really stupid. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 But you know, also good. <laughs> also movies. If, if stupid. Like, if but you like good. stupid things. I, Jim, come on. Fair enough. Don't act like you don't like stupid things. <laughs> Sometimes I like stupid things. Has everyone done their homework and seen the movie Get Out? I have not seen that yet. I haven't oh. seen it yet either. Right now, it's in that mode well, where you there's can't see it anywhere. Well, it no, I think it's still playing at the Alamo. Oh. But it's like Amelia and I both want to see it. I think to the point where neither of us would go alone, and there just haven't been that many opportunities for us to see a movie at the same time. Mm. Okay, which um, which one is that one? It's the, it's the Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Okay, that's uh, that's what I was directorial thinking. debut. Couldn't, couldn't be certain. Yeah, that looks pretty good. It's really good. Got around to it. I mean, the preview makes it look like it's just like the Stepford African Americans. Mm. <laughs> you should just. I see. mean, I, yeah, that's probably reductive, but yeah, it's this. It's it seems real spooky. It is really good. I don't want to talk about it because it's so good. I don't like scary movies very much. <clears throat> what riff? It's not particularly scary. <laughs> How can you not like? Wait, didn't you say you like? Aren't you the one that was defending all the phantasm movies? The, oh, because those aren't scary; they're just stupid. They're f- <laughs> stupid, f- Fan- stupid phantasm and, and Hell Hellraiser are like the only two horror series I like in movies. Well, the first Hellraiser is actually really scary, though. That's just the, that's just the razor that Hellboy uses when in the wakes up right. when he <laughs> yeah. sha- when he yeah. shaves for a wedding. <laughs> when he shaves yeah. for the wedding, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he mm, no, there's like Flower Girl. But there's not like a boy in the wedding. <laughs> right. Well, there's the ring bearer. The ring bearer, yeah, but it's yeah. not boy. Oh, right. It's there's not mm, the yeah. best boy. Yeah, yeah, the best boy. He's like the best man, except <laughs> key grip. The key grip. Yeah. Yeah. He has to plug in the ring. Yeah. Um, Kevin, have you played any video games while you were knocked on your ass? Not really. Uh, like, yeah, because you're I was, killing me. I'm sorry. It's just I like I. I played some. I played some uh, Cosmic Express or whatever. Like I've I've gotten to the point where I'm stuck on the same level that I was stuck when I was beta testing. It. Mm. Uh, I'm stuck on the same ten or twelve levels of yeah. that. It's a fucking super hard game. <clears throat> it is hard. It is very hard. The end. The end stuff is really fucking hard, too. Uh, and then I I played a bunch of. Um, the cat pick cross 
Hungry Cat Picross. Oh, okay. Uh, just because I, like, I, basically I would be awake for like 15 minutes at a time and then like looking at my phone and I didn't want to like read the internet because that just made me sad or depressed. And so I would just do a Picross and then I'd go back to sleep. It, man, it <clears> seems <throat> weird that you'd be able to to summon enough brain to do a Picross like in between waking up from a fever. I don't know. They're they're so they're not hard. They're just they're just I I, they, I feel like they're just like uh, Sudoku for me at this point. It's just like, mm. you know, it doesn't really require much brain power. You just sort of are on autopilot doing them. I guess some get really tricky, and then I just don't do those. <laughs> Same with Sudoku, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And then you know I played a little bit of. Uh, Deus X, I guess, in the past week, um, and that's getting kind of kind of boring. Have you done any missions yet? No, yeah, no, I, I, I started doing missions a while back, um, but like you come back, there's only one hub city in it. It's just Prague, and you like come back to it a bunch of times. Well, I guess three times, but there's the the game itself doesn't really go much. Out go many other places in the places when it does go other places they're not all that interesting it's it's a weird choice like the i was really impressed with it early on because it seemed really rich and detailed and and well designed but they like spent all their budget on just that one city and then have just been using that as the center point of like a, probably seventy five percent of the game. Does anything change when you come back? Are there new areas available or new side quests? Um, or the first with the se- with the second time you come back, uh, there is a whole new area that's available that's like on the map when you when you start off um, that unlocks. And then I think the third time you come back, it is like a tiny little bit of extra stuff, but not not very much. Um, <clears throat> the third time you come back. The, the the way they change it up is that um, you you basically aren't safe on the streets at all. Like the whole city is like a hostile zone, um, which definitely changes how you get around and like what what you do and like what choices you make and stuff. But it's not in an interesting way. It's just kind of annoying. Um, so <clears throat> give me a new Vampire the Masquerade game in this engine. Yeah, wow, that would be rad. Ugh, that was such a good. That was such a good game. Did you ever go back and play it, Jim? No, nope, you were talking did. about it. Never mm-hmm. did. Yeah, when you finished with what if they just took Zelda. the models from um, Slayer Shock and, and re- <laughs> did a mod that replaced the enemies in Deus Ex with those models? Wow. That'd be great. I I mean, would they? Would just some of the people? Because I feel like everything that you're fighting in Deus Ex is just people, right? right? Would some of yeah, them some just sort of robots be giant ogres? I guess. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's 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 cops and giant like exoskeletons, so that that would that would sort of work. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Slayer Shock is pretty fun. I you know I liked Slayer Shock a lot. Didn't really sell it all or get much reception or like yeah yeah i think david just has a job now yeah you know he's working for the uh magic circle people Mm, uh, which is weird because i didn't think that game sold either i don't think it needed to is my impression like it probably wouldn't have hurt 
No, but I mean, I think they were fine and that studio was able to continue to exist and hire people without that game having been successful huh. is my understanding of that. Are, um, they, are they just like Jack Reacher? Yeah, I think Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise, Cruise is uh, funding them. Yeah. Yep. So that's about it. <clears throat> I played basically nothing except Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. Um, how How is that? I am still enjoying it. I mean, it's... Is it a movie that you play? No, no, not at all. Okay. It's it's like a it's like a a Skyrim. Oh, it's hugely open world, and there open, are open tons of little fetch quests on all different planets. And you, procedural or like no, they're 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 bespoke. Um, okay. they're very low budget in a lot of cases. There are a bunch of that are like, oh, ghosts, you have this scanner thing that is used in a lot of puzzles, and it's a way of, like, gathering research about alien artifacts and stuff. It's kind of a cumbersome... You have to wait until your character slows down to walking speed before the button is active for you to turn the scanner on, and then when you're using it, you can't jump or sprint or anything. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of quests that are just like, oh, I lost my sixth mushrooms <laughs> and here they, here they are and they put nav points uh, like all over the planet on a map so then you spend like 20 minutes going to scan these six individual mushrooms they're not ever mushrooms uh, no. really but <laughs> are, they, are they somebody are they think something that somebody actually lost in well yeah a lot of the time it because there's a lot of like crashed ships and stuff and it's like oh okay. bit, bits of our mushroom factory <laughs> fell into all these different places um so you just go to all these different ravines. And you don't actually have to pick them up. You just have to scan. You just have to scan them. Yeah, because you're, oh, I'll let you know where these are. But you already <laughs> you told me. Know? You told me where they are. So yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bar at the like space station thing that you start in. That's that's kind of this game's version of the Citadel. And uh, sh- the bartender asks you to get different kinds of hops from <laughs> different planets and laboratories and stuff that's, that's kind of cool that's good actually. yeah but it it's just you go back there and there's not there's like a single line is like oh this looks great and then you get up like 150 xp <laughs> it's, i need to start paying interns in xp instead of yeah money <laughs> i have not used a cent of the money in this game <laughs> um you know i sell That'll i dutifully sell all of my junk uh it might be like a post money future <laughs> that'd be a good oh, so it's like a good rap album name yeah <laughs> so, so it's just like an ironic thing that you get money for this stuff but it's not useful because you're living in star trek you, you can buy shotguns or whatever but the <laughs> itemization in this game is so weird that i don't understand what anything is or how to get a better version of anything that i have like hmm. there's all these like numbers associated with a gun <laughs> but those numbers are meaningless relative to the weird stats, like structural ways in which the guns work. And I haven't really like, do you throw the guns? Sometimes. Yeah. So like there's assault rifles and I, you start out the game with a pretty decent assault rifle and I'm like, all right, I'm going to put a bunch of points in assault rifles. And every time I try to get what I think is an upgraded assault rifle, it turns out to just not work like the first one. It's like, this one is actually a chain gun or this one is a grenade launcher or like they're, 
They, they, they say assault rifle? On them? Yeah, they're all assault rifle type weapons, uh, but they all have dramatically different like firing modes mm. and stuff. And I don't know it like once I've used it, I can go back to the description and think, oh, yeah, that's kind of a description of what this was. But I always end up just switching back to that first gun, even though a lot of the numbers on the new guns are bigger. I just can't really get it to just like shoot stuff the way that I want it to. And I. There's this crazy elaborate crafting system, and every once in a while, I'll spend, like, all the resources I've collected so far to craft a new gun, and it will be, like, way shittier than the guns that I found. And so I think, well, not going to mess with that for another six hours of gameplay, and then I'll try again. And, man, it's it's not, like, eventually, rather than figuring out how that system worked, I just switched the difficulty down to easy, uh, and that makes fights fun again. But it's uh, so is this happening in a different galaxy? Yeah. So you the the plot is that like in the in the middle of Mass Effect three, they were like, well, just in case our galaxy gets destroyed, we're going to send these arcs out to this neighboring galaxy uh, where we've scanned that there are like a dozen like super Earth like planets that rule. And then you get to them and they're all fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Because it, because it took 600 years to get there. And oh. this, there's like the same thing has, the same thing has gone wrong with all of them. Yeah. Space Mexicans moved on to all of them. It's sort of like, <laughs> oh, that was actually another movie that I saw was Passengers, which is really good. Oh, I thought you were going to say Space Mexicans. No. <laughs> no, they, they really, the Andromeda Initiative was just a way to get rid of all of the, the, the Trump supporters from the- and so they got there and they're such racists that the fact that the planets already have aliens on them make them unwilling to live there. And so you just you're the your you're your job is to make Andromeda great again. Uh, <laughs> and, build a spherical wall around the entire planet. Yeah. <laughs> a Dyson sphere. Yeah. Um Now you just end up like doing a lot of like uh, awakening ancient alien technology to like start <laughs> you're you're specifically described as just rebooting these like alien terraforming devices. Like you get to a planet and it's like, Oh, this is like a beautiful planet, except it's completely covered in radiation. Oh, I guess on this one, the giant alien machine was the radiation sucker and you have to go reboot it so that it will start sucking up the radiation again. And they always make the sky blue. <laughs> it's always like shitty and cloudy. And then when you turn on the, the alien technology, the sky is blue again. Um, Do you really need all these planets? Wouldn't just like one be enough? Well, you can. It's kind of interesting. You keep getting like you've got all these people in suspended animation, and then all these other people who are like out of suspended animation, saying like, "What the fuck? When are you going to wake up my wife?" or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and you get like the more terraforming you do, the more like credits you get to unfreeze pods of people. And it's like, this one is the scientist pod. And so you'll get like research deliveries every two hours. If you unfreeze these people, (laughs) it's not that they've been doing research. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In his dreams. Uh, Yeah. 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 This is the pod full of people that are having real cool dreams. So don't wake them up because we're all enjoying it a lot. Um, it's, I mean, it's neat. It's like a different, it, I kind of like that there is not, I mean, there is like a th- threat. There's like, you know, the, the like obviously actually under no pressure, like 
evil guy who's also looking for the same technology that you are, but he wants to use it to make there be even more radiation on the planet or <laughs> even more snow or whatever. Um, but it's not like the other Mass Effect games always had this kind of like impending doom thing going where it's like, oh, the Reapers or Reavers or whichever one it is are going to come destroy us all. And this one's more like, yeah, we're just on this kind of shitty frontier and you're like, you're chipping out places for people to live in. Well, the doom is that's is like, cool. If you don't do anything, you'll die, right? Uh, I guess they eventually like they're, they're going to run out of power or whatever, but it's like just not a. It's not pressing. Yeah, it's not like a thing that's constantly attacking you. Like, every time you go back to the main city, there's like, oh, somebody else is pissed off about something else. And it's like, it's interesting in a just like, I, I don't know, the plot is more like of a sociological plot than it is uh, what about, a, like, your sounds guilt. Like, like maybe Star Trek the series where it's just a bunch of stuff that happens and you're, you have a goal, but it's not like a singular do, like, deal with this one important thing goal no yeah i mean your overall goal is to increase the the viability of these planets for human habitation and there's just lots of things you can do that do that there's there's like a big one there's like you get like 50 percent from turning on the from rebooting the the alien technology but then there's also just like doing little quests that are like oh yeah cool now we figured out a way to get food from these plants or whatever and then that's like plus four percent Yay. Plus 4% of what? Like, like viability. Like habitat you, viability. How long have you been playing this game? It's probably 14 or 15 hours, probably. I wonder whether like, there's a plot that you just haven't found yet. Yeah. I mean, there is a plot. I'm just sort of ignoring it. Okay. Until I run out of stuff to do on the planets that have unlocked, and I like more planets unlock as you move through the plot. Planets are huge. Like... Like planets are. <laughs> yeah, but there, there, there's a really surprising amount of space for you to clown around in. Do you think they're designed spaces, or do you think that they did some um, sky? It, it's definitely no. They're 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 on purpose. Okay. Like I don't, you know, it's it's it kind of as you're driving along, there is so much shit on there that I feel like a lot of that stuff was kind of placed from orbit. Like they just <laughs> were like, okay, let's, let's zoom out. And all right, it's where should we sure put, a, where should we put a camp of these guys? Well, dot, 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 just kind of everywhere yeah. on the planet. Um, I, I don't know. I'm having fun with it. The, I haven't, none of the like animation glitches or anything that have happened in the last, eight or ten hours have been funny uh, so there's not <laughs> like people slowly floating away or something yeah um i got killed by an enemy that was like stuck inside a wall so he could shoot me but i couldn't shoot him that sort of sucked yeah but also switching it to easy just turned off a lot of the frustration of the annoying mechanical glitches too so you could just play it in story mode if you're if you're a real Mass Effect purist. I recommend playing it. It's playing it in story mode. That that definitely implies that there's a plot. The name of that difficulty setting. That's always there, though. In well, previous Mass Effect in, games definitely had a story. Yeah, but the previous Mass Effect games were like basically. Mass Effect 1, there were a lot of planets that you could go to and drive that Jeep around <clears throat> on and do random shit, right? And there was also, a, like, an overarching linear plotline. And then Mass Effect 2 and 3 were, like, corridor shooters with with RPG elements. 
with a few occasional little hubs where you could wander around and do some quests. But like, yeah, this this is just way more of an open world game okay. than 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 even Mass Effect One was. I think I didn't get very far into Mass Effect One, but anyway, I'm still enjoying it, and also. I'm both enjoying it and then also appreciating it on that level that you just could get a little satisfaction rush from like having a list of things to accomplish and then accomplishing mm. them and it going ding. Yeah. yeah. Collecting and then all you the get Pokemans. Some, you get some points to spend. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's real. That's a real feeling. It's a real feeling. And I'm having it. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot to talk about one of the most important podcast-related things that I did that wasn't about video games this week. I bought a Casper mattress. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. I slept on it last night for the first time, and it was comfortable enough. Um, did, are, did you, are, we, are we getting paid for this? Uh, no. Did you okay. shoot a thing? <laughs> no, you did not shoot a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I went with I went to Bass Pro with Sean Vanneman so he could pick up his new shotgun that he bought. Oh my god! Ten days prior in the little waiting period, federally mandated waiting period. Thanks, Obama. Um, and then we went and did uh, clay, like sporting clays, clay pigeon shooting with with a, a cool new shotgun. That's cool. I was, didn't realize that, that was a your your own shotgun. You can rent situation. you can rent shotguns there, but it's <clears throat> it's it's both like incredibly unregulated but also very like professional and put together and really welcoming the this coyote something sporting clays uh range coyote went there ugly? yes and it's coyote ugly sporting clays okay um you you're trying to gnaw off your own arm but you do it by just firing a shotgun <laughs> over and over again until it knocks your arm off at the shoulder yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I can't, I gotta imagine that for some shotguns and or some arms that that would not take a lot. I don't know. I mean, if the, you get one of those shotguns that the back of it is like a knife. Okay. <laughs> like you put the bayonet on backwards. <laughs> um, pretty rough. Yeah. Anyway, sporting clays are fun. Okay. How did it compare to shooting a shotgun in a video game, Zach? Uh, I don't really shoot a lot of shotguns in video games. No, I don't know. Adhering protection in. Yeah. I play a little bit it's of It's because you're not spending your space currency to oh, buy yeah. space Okay, shotguns. so I played a lot of... I played. A, I, I did recently play all the way through the 2016 Doom, and I did use a shotgun a lot in that. Um, it uh, This one takes a lot longer to reload, and <laughs> it hurts uh, when you pick it up by the barrel, and it's real hot. Oh, huh. Oh. And, um, That's interesting. Yeah, this one makes your... It's like it. you wake up the next day feeling like you've been punched in the shoulder a lot because you have basically mm -hmm. <laughs> all right makes sense yep um there weren't any demons can you do the thing that sure? in terminate from terminator 2 where you just spin the shotgun in a circle to re to cock it you could if it was one of that kind of shotguns okay yeah. does, it, does it have the like Oh yeah, jerk, the, the jerk, jerk off. off. Yeah, it's the yeah, Vanaman's shotgun is a, is one of the jerk off shotguns. Good. <laughs> you load two shells into it and you jerk it off once and then you pull the trigger and then you jerk it off again and you pull the trigger again and then you have to reload it. How how what are the shotguns in movies where they can fire them like six times in a row? There are semi-automatic shotguns that Where do where are the bullets? They go into the into the thick middle part of the gun. Like there's really not much to a shotgun. Like okay. the bulk of the machine is in the shell, sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's just a pipe, basically. 
are it's it's like a tiny little pin it's like a little pin attached to a trigger and that's what a shotgun is Uh, are the barrels of a shotgun rifled they are not okay interesting because they're not you're not going for distance no they so they have like a little limiter thing i forget what it's called but there's a little thing that you can put in the end of the barrel that just narrows it at the end to increase or decrease the spread of the pellets okay that come out of it oh like a shower head Hmm. Sort of. It's more like pinching a hose. Okay. Ooh. Because it's not. It's not like it, there's like a little salt you shaker. Stick your thumb well, but if you pinch it, the... if you pinch it really far, it spreads out really well. Uh, yeah. I wonder if that would also be true of shotgun. I mean, if you pinch it Too most far, of the way, then it will just like explode the barrel and go out in every direction at once. Ouch. Hey, hey, Riff, have you played any video games or shot, shot, uh, or shot any <laughs> shotguns? Pretty much the the video game that I played is our assignment for next week, so I can I can talk about it a little bit when we get to that because there is okay. actually something I should tell you guys about it that you'll you'll want to know in advance. That's so nothing. Nope that that was it. What about you, Jim? I finished Breath of the Wild. You finished it. I finished it. Like. In the sense that you're done playing it? In the sense that I saw the ending. You killed Ganon? I killed Calamity Ganon. Calamity Ganon. Ganon. Yeah! The brother of Calamity Jane. Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah, I think so. I, I always assumed so. Ganon is a real name, isn't it? I heard... I, I, met this, I read this sort of out of context, but... Uh, is it possible to like stumble out of the tutorial, stumble into Ganon's lair, and kill him yeah. so i watched a video of yeah, that that's the speed run of someone doing that not accidentally but they they did it on purpose it was a speed run so they did the thing where like you stasis a boulder and then whack it a bunch of times and then you jump on top of the boulder and you shoot off into the distance oh to get out of the tutorial well no you like you can't you actually like are uh you can't get out of the i was reading about this too you can't leave the tutorial plateau without finishing the first four shrines i see that's that's actually like hard coded, and there's a uh, uh, you, I think you might actually have enough stamina to climb down from the plateau, but then you just die. Huh. Um, that's surprising. Actually, yeah, it is surprising, like, but it with the, but I didn't like it. Didn't feel weird when I was playing it because the illusion was effective. Yeah, it felt it felt like the physics of the world were what made it not possible for you to leave without yeah. the glider thing, yeah, rather yeah. than I, just a hard wall. And it, it because of that, it's disappointing that there is that hard wall. Yeah, it is, especially for speed runs. Oh uh, yeah, it is disappointing a little bit that there's um just a hard coded um it it but it um it it did feel good when i was doing it it felt justified so it didn't bother me when i was actually playing the intro i wonder what the odds are that somebody would accidentally survive that fall or whatever right yeah. i mean because I, you, I could definitely see you not wanting to let people out into the world until they have the basic tools right. but you don't want to like just like linearly force them to get those tools right you want them to be like the the intro plateau of that game is the game oh yeah right there's nothing yeah. like there's nothing missing from it yeah no it, it feels there. like like it it let you it let you go do what you want and if you it, there, it's just gated a little bit to um to guide you to these four uh four introductory um abilities and but i i definitely felt like it's letting me explore and do interesting stuff when i was in the uh in the as it turned out gated intro area uh, but the um, so the speed run is you do that, 
you do those and you you uh you land on a horse and ride it to Hyrule Castle. Um apparently if you use the Epona amiibo you can shave off a couple of minutes from the game and there's some <laughs> yeah, there's like a schism in the yeah, speedrunning community the whether or not that's amiibos okay. versus the no amiibos <laughs> and i'm sure it'll it'll just settle into like separate categories yeah. um and then uh the ganon fight which i don't want to spoil it but like uh yeah you can you can fight that thing like you can fight ganon right away uh, it looks real hard um and do you the, use weapons against him in a speed run. Uh, yeah. It, so you in in Hyrule Castle, there are a lot of really good. There's a lot of really good equipment. Okay. So you can pick. Like I saw this guy, like just you know, go just a little bit out of his way to pick up some some good weapons and and shields just in in chest in the castle. Um. And uh. And to not to like to. to Say what I can without spoiling it, like the doing the four divine beasts, whether or not you do them changes the um the final fight more than I expected it would. And so that's interesting. They have an impact on how the fight plays out? Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> so they're, Is it, they're optional? Like they are optional. Okay. In in the sense that like new things are available to you because you have those abilities, or in the sense that it actually reacts and changes it changes yeah huh okay yeah that's neat it kind of would make me want to go and fight him with every combination that takes Uh, so long that would not be as interesting as you're hoping it would be okay unfortunately but but it is like i i do think it would be maybe interesting to do it you know all on and all off okay we're all stuck in playing really long games well, I am now, um, I finished mine. So like all I have left is like, do I want to, uh, get all 900 Kokiri <laughs> seeds? That is not, that is not happening. Um, I might, I might like, uh, at some point I could, I could imagine like getting a bug up my ass about all the shrines. Uh, right now I have 80 and I think there are 120 total. Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly feel like my character is really empowered. And that's without doing any of the like I talked I talked about this on Twitter about how like I finished the game without really finding uh much of a use for gemstones and cores. Um and that's the, you know there there are uses like you can upgrade equipment with them. Um the but cores I, the ancient tech stuff are for upgrading your powers, right? Like that, your I, so oh. you do that once. You use three ancient cores I think to upgrade your um one of your runes and then that's it. I don't think you upgrade them again. Um, but you can, like, uh, you can upgrade your equipment, but I just never, I just never needed to. Um, and I don't know if that's like, um, you're just so good at dodge rolling. Well, I, it could be that I just happened to, like, up, I upgraded a bunch of my life instead. You know, I put my focus on that instead, and that made it easy enough. Um, it could be that I'm better than like it, it really could be that like a lot of this stuff is just like, yeah, if you want to make the 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 ending of the game even easier, and it's 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 not it's not easy, easy. Um Are there harder challenges than Ganon in the game? That's a good question. I don't know. Oh, yeah. like, so like for example, like what's up? Like Ruby Weapon from Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. Um I have What does that mean? I'm sorry. That's a Final Fantasy Seven thing. 
where there are bosses out in the world that are much harder than the final boss of the game. Okay. Um, and you collect the ruby weapons from them? Ruby weapon is actually the name of the boss. Oh. Huh. There were like And it drops a it drops an item called the Goblin Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, there were that, seven of the sa- are were they like sapphire weapon and emerald I, I believe, weapon yeah, and stuff? Yeah, there were I think there were more than one and they were all named after gems. I might be misremembering that. I didn't play all Were they just like seven. a sword? What I don't It was like a dragon thing. I that that game's localization was garbage. I think we can <laughs> we can agree on this. Um, but I, yeah, I, 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 uh, I really, um, I really had a good time with Zelda. I'm probably going to do a little bit more of it just to like explore some more and do some more side quests and just to be in the world. Um, I don't, I still think that the, the best, um, actual like scripted content in the game was the optional boss fight I found. Um, and specifically because it, like, I feel like the dungeons in this game, um, not so much the final dungeon, the, the, like the, the Hyrule Castle was actually really good about this, but the four divine beasts, um, among other things, they will like that you just can't climb them at all. Like they, all the walls in those beasts are unclimbable. And as a result, it doesn't feel like it is existing as a, of a piece with the rest of the game. I mean, that's true in the shrines too. Right. But and does I, that... I, I kind of feel the same way about the shrines too. Mm-hmm. Like that they feel like, other people compare them to portal levels, but I would argue they're more like quantum conundrum. Um, it, they, yeah, they, they feel like they're disconnected from the, what I really liked about this game, which, um, is very much like the, the way you interact with the world, the way you, uh, navigate the world. Uh, and that includes the, the climbing and the paraglider stuff. Um, uh, but that optional boss fight that I think I mentioned last week, um, it, it hinted at like a possibility of like, if they try to move further into this direction of the, the open world Zelda, um, like where they could go, uh, if they wanted to make, uh, a bunch of dungeons and boss fights that really did feel like they were f- integrated of a piece with the, the uh the rest of the game um so i think that's really potentially really promising is this are you talking about the thing that i've heard other people on other podcasts hint at where it's like an island where you go and all of your stuff gets taken away from you and you have to fight a boss that's eventide island um and that's something i haven't done Mm. or I, i i tried it once and it was too hard i was like i'll do this later um that feels a lot more like um that 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 part is super hardcore like i i don't think of Breath of the Wild as being very hard. Um, but, uh, and th- that's because there are so many safety nets of like, you can just save anywhere, anytime. Uh, you can, um, always like, if you're low on health, you can always eat, eat food. Right. Um, you can like pause while you're climbing to eat something that, that restores your stamina so that you can climb further. Right. And like, fi- like you don't have to, like, there's a lot of things you can do to do fancy, weird tricks during fights, like using the environment. Um, but you never have to because you like probably have a good weapon somewhere 
that you got from from a shrine or something? No, you're just always using one of those shitty moblin arms, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but on Eventide Island, like it, it knocks you back basically to zero, and you can't save, and you have to do a bunch of pretty difficult stuff in a row without dying. Mm. Um, and that's not what I was talking about, but that's actually another direction the series could go in that I wouldn't really like because it's just too stressful. Uh, but, um, but someone might, and and in fact, people definitely like it. People like, I've seen a lot of people talk about it as if it's great. Um, no, I'm talking about, uh, something else that I, I, yeah, I just don't want to, I just don't want to spoil it. Like I, I really liked this, this thing I found. Oh, you know what I found that I liked was the announcement of the Planescape Torment Extended uh, yeah. Edition or it's like Enhanced a, Edition. That's yeah, that's like a, not the the new Planescape game, right? No, it's, it's the old like one. A, yeah, it's it's, this is the nineteen ninety nine one. Yeah, remastered and and like made to work in widescreen and stuff upresed and apparently some new content, like some cut content, hmm. finished. Like, like and bugs Chris, Chris Avalon was working on this to some extent. Also, something that I really, really like about this is that it was announced and they've been working on it for years and it's coming out in two weeks. Oh, that wow. That is nice. Like, I had no idea about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I want to do that as an assignment eventually, but I want to probably do that as a two or three week assignment and yeah. maybe after some, Western some after ships. Ship, yeah. Yeah. Um, But speaking of assignments. Yeah, do you want to talk about this assignment, Night in the Woods? Yeah. Yeah. I only got about an hour and a half into it because that's all I had time for on account of the Mass Effect. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I got like probably twice that. I really like, like, so I haven't gotten to the point in the game where there's a story yet. Yeah. It, it takes really... a little while before that happens. Like, I, I'm up to, like, the beginning of chapter three is where something that seems like an actual plot has begun because yeah. that's i kept wondering like is this arm yeah the story you don't see yeah. any, i'm not even i'm not even sure if that's connected to what i found i think it probably well is, it's not it's but, just lying there loose on well, the yeah. Ground. <laughs> yeah. but yeah but it's like it, there's, there's definitely like hooks like yeah, yeah. there's there's yeah. that yeah. one well yeah if you get your arm ripped off you don't have a lot of options for what to replace <laughs> it with <laughs> uh, yeah but you, you get that like super early and then like for a long time, you're just hanging out with your pals, <laughs> and then which in, like, I really like. like yeah, oh really yeah, it's like, wonderful. The, they're I really like these characters. characters. Yeah, and the writing is so good and so natural. Yeah, it's real sharp, and, and everyone has their own distinctive voice. It's super good. It's John Walker had the exact opposite complaint. He was like, the writing is really good, but everyone is the same character. Oh uh, no, just I that same like sort more. of. I feel like they. I think your, it's all like Scott Benson's your voice. Parents but, are different than your friends. Yeah, and your friends are notably different from each other as well. I feel. Are you just saying that because their text is in a different color? No, yeah. totally. I can. The, B B would not say the same things that Greg does. Absolutely. I don't like B. I mean, are you, do you like B later? Uh, she's in, she's really mean to you. She she warms up to you if you hang out with her. Some she has yeah, her. Okay. She's she's mean because she has her own problems. So here's a question. It's not a good there, reason to be mean. There, Everybody <laughs> has their own problems. It seems like you're making a bunch of binary choices yeah, throughout the game. Yeah, it does seem like you and have to play more than once if you have to see everything. What? Yeah, what are you missing if you, if you're, you pick one? If you, if you choose to hang out with Greg instead of B, then you miss whatever that day's hanging out with B scene is. 
Wow. Yeah. That's rough. So you missed the sort of B plot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this makes me want them to have, when this is all done, like a chapter select thing so I can just play those. Oh, days yeah. Again. That would be cool. Because I don't, I don't think I want to play through this a second time. Just there's to gotta see. be like, there's gotta be some way that it lets you play the band practice scenes again. <laughs> Cause uh, the, those guitar hero songs are so hard and you only get one shot. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I didn't find the first one to be that hard. Do they, do they ramp up? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, for okay. me, I mean, I'm no good at them. So maybe that tapping, tapping the button when it does the like rapid fire stuff. Like I couldn't get that. Yeah. Right. It, so I, it's weird that it's just displaying lyrics below this ah, game that you have to be pissed, watching. Yeah. That pissed me off. I <laughs> wanted to read them so bad, but dumb. I couldn't do that and play the game. It's pretty dumb. But like me personally, I never listened to lyrics anyway, so it didn't matter. What is the matter with you? <laughs> Jim doesn't like words. I just like notes. I like notes and I like sounds. It's just the music equivalent of hammering on A through all of the text of a JRPG. <laughs> I am not a fan of the dream sequences, at least the ones I've oh. seen. Yeah. I didn't get to any of them. That's the where it actually becomes really the good, platformer. Other than that, right. yeah. It's not like a hard it, platform. It's just, yeah, it's a... It's, it's, it's a hard. It's platforming in the story, too. It's hard in that you can't always tell where the fuck the platforms are. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I found the entire game to be hard in that hmm. regard. Um, I don't. It doesn't have a real cl- like I. You know, the visual style of this game is amazing, but I don't think it has a really. It doesn't con- distinguish. Yeah, really concrete language, visual language yeah, for what yeah. things you can stand on and what things you can't. No, which no. is, I think you know, I feel like that's just a style issue on their part rather than a color vision issue on my part or the fact no, that, that is, I always have this problem with like, everything. There are definitely places where. The exact same thing, sprite in one area you can jump on, and and another one in a different area you can't. Hmm. So, like trash cans, some of them you can jump on, some of them you can't. Yeah, and oh, that I, that I find that. very f- weird and frustrating. I like that a lot of things react <clears throat> to you jumping on them. Like you can sort of yeah. beat the shit out of people's mailboxes. mailboxes. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> yep. Do you guys play any Demon Tower? Yeah, I played. I play a little of it. Yeah, yeah. three minutes of I it. I got to the. Well, I assume is the final boss. Oh, and it is hard as fuck. That's interesting. Like I, I, I don't know. I played like four levels of it, and it's it so hard. That's how how many levels is? Well, it... you lose one health. Oh right, every yeah. level. Right, and the final one, you have one health. So mm. that's that is okay. That are. is pretty hard. That's really long too. So yeah, long. I knowing that this game is six or seven hours long makes me kind of not want to keep playing it because. I don't feel like I'm having enough fun. a six-hour game's worth of fun with I, this. I, I, I do think it would have been better if it were shorter. Like maybe take out, take some of the the content and make it more more branchy. Like make it oh, more uh, optional stuff. Hmm. I don't know. You do you exhaustively talk to everybody? No, I don't no, either. No, I think Kevin I do. does. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there's I. I there, yeah. if you if you exhaustively talk to everybody and explore everything, it it seems like it unlocks like more stuff for you to like the decisions of what are you going to spend today doing. It seems like it starts to expand because there's like there's a kid like a mouse kid sitting up on top of one of the roofs that you can make friends with, and and one of the days my choice of who I who I was going to hang out with included him. So now well, I had so- to choose between three things. That, so on that day, actually, so that on that day, 
There are actually four because oh, there's really? also the kid. There's also the kid over at the the closed. God, what noun animal? What 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 was the closed snack one? Snack Falcon. It's not Snack That's Falcon. It's not one. Ham Panther. It's the <laughs> food donkey. Food donkey. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Huh. <clears throat> so you can. So yeah. The, one day without telling you, you can just walk off the left side of the map, and there's more. Oh. Of, of the town, and there's there's a kid out there in the in the. Uh, parking lot by the food donkey by the closed food I, donkey. I like that idea. Yeah, well, you just don't don't tell people that the map yeah, has gotten larger. Yeah, 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 no, I really do. Um, um, but so, but sorry, but what I was gonna say is, you you can go and so you, if you talk to him and you like, I was like, well, I guess I'll see what happens if I hang out with him. It's just a short little scenelet that doesn't actually end the oh, day. Oh, okay. And I think that would have been true with the mouse with the kid. Mouse kid, okay. And. I got something in my journal for hanging out with the kid in the parking lot, and now I'm pissed because I probably missed the one with the ma- mouse kid because it doesn't let. If you say no, it doesn't like all the other ones. It doesn't let you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say yes. Is that does that journal just work like it's got a fixed number of pages and there are just doodles that don't get filled in I if you don't so. meet certain things? Yeah, or definitely. Find, like yeah. that's, that's my understanding. There have been like gaps that I that I went back and filled in that seems like it wouldn't be how somebody actually fills out a journal. Yeah. <laughs> right. You just left a particularly shaped hole in right. the, in the journal i mean well i think you just open journal to the random page and doodle in it and then it, like like it makes sense to me as like identically or whatever like okay but uh yeah i'd like i don't know if that's some sort of like i i i'm guessing that you can't actually fill the whole thing out if if you are getting doodles from hanging out with people in a binary tree sort of way yeah what who was the what did you who did you choose to hang out with on your first night? If you uh, I, B. I don't. Okay, I also hung out with B. I don't think I got to that choice point. Okay. And did, and did you, have you not gotten there yet, Jay? I, I just don't, I don't remember making it. I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. I just don't remember the choice. Um, How do you make those choices? They're like, let's hang out. And then it says, well, I need to check with B first. If you talk to Greg and if you talk to B, he's like, do you want to hang out? And you say, I need to check with Greg. Is <laughs> B a male or female? Female. Okay. <clears throat> Beatrice. Okay. Um, and then you, look, as soon as you pick one, it goes, you'd go with that. How do you pick one? Oh, you saying? just say, I want to, I want to hang out with you. Like uh, via text, like the, by the, by the I text. am on the. Yeah. You, you okay. can choose when you're, when you're in a conversation, you yeah, occasionally yeah, yeah. can choose. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I just wasn't sure. Like, I never got to a point where I was given a choice and I didn't know what yeah. the choice looked like or whether it was like, which it's, one do you go to their house first or whatever. No, it's not like, it's not like that. This is actually something I want to talk about in Zelda. Um, it's Zelda, Breath of the Wild is weirdly unpolished when it comes to like, there's no interface. You like, there are a bunch of books in that game and there's no book reading interface and they just use like a, vi- like the, the dialogue system for like, like they'll, it'll give you a bunch of text and then it'll say read the next page or read the previous page or stop reading and you make a choice there and then you have to read the entire text of the next page before you can make another choice when they could have just put a bunch of text on a page on the screen mm. which is just like it seems like a really weird place for the game to not be polished and then it also like reuses the dialogue system for like shop interface so, like, every time you want to buy something, you talk to the shopkeeper, and they ask you how many you want, and then if you're sure, Ooh. and then thank you for purchasing right. it. 
at least the one time you have to do a Towers of Hanoi puzzle, you don't have to use the dialogue system for that. <laughs> is, that is that real? No, there's that. You played it. It's oh, the, no, I the know thing that. From, I thought you were talking about in Breath of the Wild. No, but they, they could, there could be a Towers of Hanoi physics puzzle. There honestly would not surprise me at all yeah. if there was one of those um, in, the sh- in a shrine. There are a lot of weird physics gimmick shrines like that. Huh. I hope that I will keep playing this game, but I don't know if I will. Night in the, Night in the woods. woods. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth at least play through the, uh, the, the Harvest Festival, because then you'll see the event that seems like it's starting the main plot rolling. I think, and, that's, I think that's the next day in my, in yeah. my playthrough. And then, okay. and then see if you're still interested. <coughs> Demon, Tower, Demon Tower is very hard. Um, so there was a guy, like the, the, the dialogue about Demon Tower made it sound like it was an MMO. Hmm. Um, and huh. I, I, I'm wondering, I don't think like they actually made it an MMO like so you can play with other humans playing this game, but I wonder like if at some point you play it with other NPCs in the game. Well, th- like Arthur is described, or Angus is described Angus. as being, like having a date to play an MMO, but that's yeah. not what Demon Tower is. Demon Tower, he tells you, oh, I remember this that game, game we used to play when we were a kid. Yeah. When we were a kid. Yeah. Uh, before the <laughs> before the operation. <laughs> before the great uh, sundering. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so far, uh, it's going to take both of us to, <laughs> to beat this game because uh, we each have half of our skill okay before um so you probably missed that part i might have yeah. yeah did you talk to everybody uh whose bell you ring when you're trying to find angus in the first place oh i did yeah, yeah. those conversations are all pretty I, good i didn't yeah. I, I couldn't figure out how to actually ring the doorbell so yeah i ended up ringing every too, doorbell yeah. before mm. i did uh well riff what's our next assignment uh our next assignment is momodora 4 which is i think the subtitle is reverie under the moonlight uh, this is the fourth is this the fourth the game in a series yes oh the the, huh. the, er, the earlier ones this is like way more polished the other the earlier ones are a lot more uh i don't know indie but uh <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't think of a better word to to describe it than that. But but Lo-fi. yeah, th- this is this is this is the good one, and you don't you don't need to have played the earlier ones. Um, it's sort of a uh, sort of a Metroidvania. It it hasn't got all the um, RPG elements like uh, Symphony of the Night did, uh, but uh, it's so it's more like a Super Metroidy kind of thing. Uh, people compare it are comparing it to dark souls sometimes i'm I'm not sure that really i'm not sure that really tracks uh except in terms of like the mood and the fact that you have like consumables that have limited number of uses and then they recharge at uh save points when people say something's like dark souls i assume what they mean is that it's hard this isn't I mean, it's particularly a hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't particularly hard, although the, the thing I wanted to... Uh, uh, warn us about? W- not so much warn, but clue you into, is that the at least the first... I've I'm through the first four bosses, and so far the bosses are pretty easy, but the trick is, is that if you beat one without taking any damage, it drops a, uh, it drops a piece of equipment for you. So it it gives you that sort of interesting choice between plowing through this boss or sticking around until you master it. 
actually learning the patterns. Do you get to try more than once? Uh, so far, there has not been much of a run up between the uh, between the previous save point. And you the just boss. load a save. Yeah, you just pop back to the front menu or or die and go back to your last save. That's actually one of my complaints about uh, Demon Tower. <laughs> This is the final the final boss uh, with when you have one hit point and so you are dying just constantly trying to figure out how the hell to even fight it. Uh, mm. There's a kind of an annoying run up to get to it. Uh, oh, mm. yeah. No, yeah. So it's it's been uh, super pleasant to play and it's very explory and it's a uh, good music, good artwork. Okay. Well, cool. So that's our assignment. Momodoro Foro. <laughs> you know who this episode of brought video brought to you by? Games by? Jize? Momodoro Poro Moro. Yeah, Patreon <laughs> backer. Momodoro for, for, Poro Foro. For, forum, for, forum Lurker Foro Foro. For. <laughs> Beekeeper Apri Son. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, Cecilia Di Mario, <laughs> De, De, De Marco De Cobniac, Evil Cain Evil, Apiary Globule. Who? Am I the only one doing letters? Me. <laughs> yes. Okay. What are your words made out of? <laughs> Uh, bees mostly. You said apiary beekeeper. I thought you were doing like an A B. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, what was yours? Piss something. It was p- pithnery helmeton. <laughs> Robot arm dipping. Huh? Oh, Jim, you're cheating. <laughs> oh, did he? Lo- did logic he look at pro something on his desk called. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> did. You have, you have a robot arm dipper. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has the words robot arm dipping on a piece of paper. CR 2025 open push. <laughs> well, I don't know. They let robots back Patreons now. Anyway, guys, Zach I've had a fantastic Johnson. time. <laughs> they don't let me back this one. Oh, okay. Um, really? You can't back? Like, they just, just it's take be your free money. money. Oh, no. You're right. Yeah. It'd be free money for the government because I'd be paying taxes on money more than once. <laughs> right. That's uh, not how this works. I know. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, guys, I've had a great time recording episode number 281 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we record another one real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you don't, cockaboo boo Have a great week, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs>